everybody. Good evening. It's good to have you here for service tonight. There's a couple quick things I want to share with you. First of all, we don't take an offering in our Good Friday service in the sanctuary, but there are plates outside the sanctuary, and our, our offering tonight goes towards our prison ministries. Also, I've been asked to just mention that it is a service of solemnness, and so when we have music pieces, even though we often applaud for them in our other services on Good Friday, uh, we ask that you just respect the solemnness of the service. And the same at the end of the service, we we tend to go out in a quiet attitude and contemplated attitude. Also, if you are, have children that are under the age of three, we have nursery care. Um, but if you are a child or have a child that is three years old to third grade who would like to go out for junior church, they're welcome to go with me now. Good evening. You know, that last night, that last week, when Jesus was in Jerusalem that last week before he died, he invited his disciples to have supper with him. He invited them because he wanted to share something very special and very wonderful with them, to give to them something of himself that they would be able to cherish forever and pass on, even to us. And so, as Jesus invited them so many years ago, he invites us to the table to celebrate with him the ministry that he brought to the world, the salvation he brought to the world. Everyone is welcome to come to the table. If you love God, repent of your sin, and seek to live in peace as a child of God, you are welcome to come to the table. It doesn't matter if you've never been to church before in your life. If you are discerning that God would have you come and join us at the table, you're welcome. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty creator of heaven and earth. From the earth you bring forth bread and create the fruit of the vine. You formed us in your image, delivered us from captivity, and made covenant to be our sovereign God. You fed us manna in the wilderness and gave us grapes as evidence of the promised land. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your son, Jesus Christ. When we had turned aside from your way and abused your gifts, you gave us in him your crowning gift. Emptying himself that our joy might be full. He fed the hungry, healed the sick, ate with the scorned and forgotten, washed his disciples' feet, and gave a holy meal as a pledge of his abiding presence. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread and he gave thanks to you. He broke the bread and gave it to his disciples saying, take, eat, 
This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup. He gave you thanks and praise and gave it to his disciples. He said, drink from this, all of you. This is the cup of my blood. The blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. I tell you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it anew with you in my Father's kingdom. So from now on, do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And when, so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here. And on these gifts of bread and wine, make them be for us the body and blood of Christ that we may be for the world, the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other and one in to all the world until Christ comes in final victory, and we feast at his heavenly banquet through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church. All honor and glory is yours, almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Shall we pray together the prayer Jesus taught us? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Will those who are serving please come forward.
table is ready. Come, worship God. Everyone is welcome. You'll take, be handed a piece of the bread and dip it in the cup and take of the bread and the cup together. Come, worship God. Come expecting to receive wonderful things from our Savior and Lord.
after Jesus and the disciples celebrated the Passover, they went to the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus said to his disciples, sit here while I pray. He took Peter, James, and John along with him, and he began to be deeply distressed and troubled. My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death, he said to them. Stay here and keep watch. Going a little farther, he fell to the ground and prayed that if it be possible, the hour might pass from him. Abba, Father, he said, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Simon, he said to Peter, why are you asleep? Couldn't you keep watch for one hour? Watch and pray that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Once more he went away and prayed the same thing. When he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. They did not know what to say to him. Returning the third time, he said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Enough. The hour has come. Look, the Son of Man is delivered into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer.
we picture something like this, this discussion with Jesus. We, we even have in our mind the image of like a barren rock where he's like out in some dark and dreary place. He's in a garden. Everything's happy. Everything's beautiful. The flowers are all sweet and smelling good, which is the way it works. When we face our darkest hour, sometimes it seems like the whole world is celebrating. And we're struggling. And Jesus struggled with the cross. Because sin hurt God. Sin took the perfection and the beauty and the, and the wonder that was God. And just made it. Not beautiful anymore. It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Or in other words, he took our sin, he took our brokenness, he took our sorrow and pain. Sorrow in here where it says it was as deep as death itself. I don't like this picture of Jesus. I like to picture Jesus as being confident and strong and always in control and never having any problems and able to take on any difficulty I have, like Superman on steroids, right? Do you know what I mean? That's how I like to think of Jesus. Not weeping and and saying, I don't want to do it. But he didn't want to go to the cross. He didn't want to feel the sorrow. He didn't want the sin of the world. And yes, he said in verse 41, enough. The hour has come. Look, the Son of Man is delivered into the hands of sinners. The Son of Man, God himself, is delivered into the hands of sinners. And he became sin for us. But he didn't want to do it. God didn't want Black Friday. We call it Good Friday because it was good for us. But it was black for Jesus. Sometimes in life, we have to do what we don't want to to do. That Psalm 88 has some other verses. It says, Lord, you are the God who saves me. Day and night I cry out to you. May my prayer come before you. Turn your ear to my cry. I am overwhelmed with troubles. My life draws near to death. I'm counted among those who go down to the pit. I'm like one without strength. I'm set apart with the dead, like the slain who lie in the grave, whom you remember no more, who are cut off from your care. You have put me in the lowest pit, in the darkest depths. We've been looking at Winnie the Pooh. This is Eeyore, right? This is the person where you ask them how they're doing, and they tell you. A lot more than you wanted to hear. I don't like doing some things. I really don't. I shouldn't tell you because some of you will think that, you know, you're imposing on me. But I don't like going to hospitals. I think people who like to go to hospitals either work there or are a little weird. I don't like going there. I don't really care for nursing homes. I don't really like places that are smelly and dirty and, and dark. I don't like visiting people I've loved and known for years who are facing troubles and difficulties and and death itself. But I do it. I do it. Because they're supposed to do what God wants. Jesus said, not my will, but your will be done. Whatever you need, whatever it takes, when God 
says no to what we want, do we say yes to what he's called us to? Do we say, Lord, whatever you want. If the sky that we look upon should tumble and fall, and the mountains should crumble to the sea, I won't cry, I won't cry, no, I won't shed a tear just as long as you stand, stand by me. But they didn't. They didn't. Three times he goes out to see them. Three times. They're out, cold. Now this took an hour, so that means he was gone for probably 15 minutes. Couldn't do it. They got this weird setting. He's in a garden surrounded by flowers. He takes his best friends to face his most difficult moments. And all he's looking for is a little bit of support. And he gets nothing. You couldn't even stay awake for me for one hour, Simon? You can hear what Simon is thinking. Well, you know, Jesus, come on. It's been a rough day. I mean, we had to do all the stuff to get the, 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 the Passover meal together. And then we get there and we had a big meal, drank a little wine, and then we had all that drama with, with Judas. We're run out, man. We're tired. You got to understand, dude. We're tired. They don't have any idea what he's facing. They really don't. They, they don't know what's going on. I don't know that sometimes we understand the power of presence. The power of just somebody being there when we're facing our darkest hour. I have to tell you, because I've seen it, I've heard it too many times. I go to visit someone who is facing the valleys, the shadowy valleys, close to the last moments of their lives. Maybe they have days, maybe they have weeks. You know what they say to me? Why won't my friends come see me? Why, why won't my friends call me on the phone? You know, I'm glad you came, Pastor, but, but where are the people that I thought cared about me. I have to explain to them, nobody wants to be around people that are dying. Nobody wants to be around people who are hurting and struggling and having troubles. It's, it, it's not because of you. It's because they're struggling with it and they, and they have trouble facing it. But that's hard. That doesn't help somebody in this place. And Jesus is just like, really guys? Really? He says, I know your spirits are willing, but your bodies." Too much food, little wine, little drama. You're worn out. We don't like it. And three times, three times they fell asleep. Are you still sleeping, he says. Have you ever, have you ever had somebody who wanted you to be there for them? And, you know, a strange thing happened to me a number of years ago. It, it's got to be a long time ago because... The Buffalo Bills had the, the, the ability to go to the Super Bowl. In fact, they did that year. They were in the playoffs. You remember that? Like championship game type stuff, right? And we were at the nursing home, and my grandma was dying. I mean, my grandma was dying. But there, there was only really literally a minute and a half left in the game. Football time, of course, right? 
And, and my wife came to where we were watching this little TV in the nursing home, and she said, I don't think Grandma's going to be here much longer. You might want to come in. And we said, there's only a minute left. We'll be right there, honey. We'll be right there. I don't have to tell you the rest of the story, do I? So football kind of has a mixed feeling for me now. The day I chose something that doesn't matter at all over someone who mattered me more than most people in life. Why? Because I don't know. I don't know. He comes out and he says, really? Really? <laughs> really? Are you still sleeping and resting? Forget it. It says they didn't know what to say to him. What do you say when you fail? How many of you have ever failed? <laughs> yeah. We fail, don't we? We come up short, and fortunately, God didn't come up short. What do, you, what do you do when you fail? There's no words. Sometimes there's nothing you can even do. My grandma, I couldn't even say I'm sorry to her. Sorry, Grandma. And so, even if you're in the midst of a garden, and you've got flowers all around you, sometimes it can feel like the whole place has gone black and dark and just doesn't feel like celebrating. What do we do when life leads us to Good Friday? We're here. I'm amazed that you're here. It's 8 o'clock on a Friday night. So many other things you could do, places to be. But God has led you to Good Friday. He said, would you give an hour for someone you love? Some people do. My mother got polio and my dad stayed with her for his whole life. What a fabulous thing. People who have a, a child who has handicapping conditions or difficulties, they don't, they don't throw them aside. They, they turn their life around for them. When your spouse gets sick, and you're struggling through cancer or some other illness, and, and you see people just standing by each other. Jesus is delivered to sinfulness, betrayed by a kiss from someone who is supposed to love him. I'd rather have the hallelujahs and hosannas every week, the feel-good Jesus. But life isn't always a garden. And the same people that shouted hosanna to Jesus when he came in on Palm Sunday told Pilate, crucify him on Friday. I wonder how they felt about that for the rest of their lives. Christianity is not altogether about the feel-good things. It can't get to Easter and truly appreciate what the resurrection means until we understand the pain that Jesus went through when he went to the cross and the Garden of Gethsemane, which we usually don't look at on Good Friday very much because it's on Thursday, right? The Garden is where we really see Jesus and what he felt. He was willing to go through the greatest pain he ever felt for you. That shows how much he loves you. It shows how much he loves us all.
While Jesus was still speaking, Judas arrived. With him was a large crowd armed with swords and clubs sent from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now Judas, the betrayer, had arranged a signal with them. The one I kiss is the man, arrest him. Going at once to Jesus, Judas said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. Jesus replied, Judas, are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? Friend, do what you came for. Then the men stepped forward, seized Jesus, and arrested him. With that, one of Jesus' companions reached for his sword, drew it out, and struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Put your sword back in its place, Jesus said to him, for all who draw the sword will die by the sword. Do you think that I cannot call on my father until he will at once put at my disposal more than twelve legions of angels? But how then would the scriptures be fulfilled that say it must happen this way? At that time, Jesus said to the crowd, Am I leading a rebellion that you have come out with swords and clubs to capture me? Every day I sat in the temple courts teaching, and you did not arrest me. But this has all taken place, that the writings of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples deserted him and fled. Then seizing Jesus, they led him away. Peter followed at a distance. Are you not going to answer? What is this testimony that they're bringing against you? <clears throat> Under the oath of God, I make you say, what is it? Yes, it is as you say. I am king of the Jews. And I say to all of you, you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One, coming on the clouds of heaven. He has spoken blasphemy. Why do we need any more witnesses? You have heard the blasphemy. What is it that you think? He is worthy of death! and looked straight at Peter. Then Peter remembered the words Jesus had spoken to him, saying, Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And Peter went out and wept bitterly. Then the whole assembly rose and led him off to Pilate.
Jews. Are you king of the Jews? Yes, it is as you say. Bless You hear the testimony they bring against you. You may speak now on your defense. You must speak now. You must say something to defend yourself. You must say something! It is customary to release a prisoner at the feast. Which shall I release to you? Barabbas or Jesus, who is called Christ? Barabbas! Which shall I release to you? What then shall I do with Jesus, who is called Christ? Crucify him! Why? What crime has he committed? Crucify him! I am innocent of this man's blood. It is your responsibility. Pilate then released Barabbas to the crowd, but he had Jesus flogged and handed him over to be crucified.
When they came to the place called the Skull, there they crucified him, along with the criminals, one on his right, the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. All the people stood watching, and the rulers even sneered at him, they said. He saved others. Let him save himself, if he is the Christ of God, the Chosen One. The soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine vinegar and said, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was a written notice above him which read, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God? Since you are under the same sentence, we are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus answered him, I tell you the truth, today you will be with me in paradise.
Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother, his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, Dear woman, here is your son. And to the disciple, Here is your mother. From that time on, this disciple took her into his home. From the sixth hour until the ninth hour, darkness came over all the land. About the ninth hour, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani. Which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing there heard this, they said, He's, He's calling, calling Elijah. Later, Knowing that all was now completed, and so that the scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. A jar of wine vinegar was there, so they soaked a sponge in it, put the sponge on a stalk of the hyssop plant, and lifted it to Jesus' lips. When Jesus had received the drink, he said, It is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When he had said this, he breathed his last.
The centurion, seeing what had happened, praised God and said, Surely he was the Son of God. For us, he died. Shall we pray? Dear God, help us to experience the cross in our heart. Help us to know what you did when you didn't want to, what we needed. Thank you for being there, Lord. Thank you for blessing us. Thank you for bringing us to you. Transform our lives. And over the next days, prepare us for the wonder that you will give. Dear God, into your hands we commit our spirits. Amen. As evening approached, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who had himself become a disciple of Jesus. Going to Pilate, he asked for the Jesus' body, and Pilate ordered that it be given to him. Joseph took the body, wrapped it in a clean linen cloth, and placed it in his own new tomb that he had cut out of the rock. He rolled a big stone in front of the entrance to the tomb, and he went away. 